Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. One of the things I've noticed lately on social media forums and um, elsewhere is discussion about this idea of more realistic aquariums. And I thought that was a funny choice of words, realistic, uh, because it's such an aquarium hobby term, I guess. But what it turns out is there's people talking about not just systems that look like natural environments, rather systems which are modeled as much after the function of them as the aesthetics. And this is a really interesting change. It's something that we've been talking about here at Tannin for like five years or six years now. And it's really kind of cool to see it broadening out a little bit. I'd like to think we had something to do with that. Maybe beating the heck out of everybody mentally over the years is paying off. I mean, sure, almost by default, a botanical style aquarium tends to look much like the natural habitat that it represents, but more important, it functions much like it too. Perhaps that's the biggest key to success with this approach. Aquarium keeping, thankfully, is not a zero-sum game where you either win or you lose. I mean, success in the aquarium game, winning, if you will, is based on a lot of factors. And, and for some of us, it's just having an aquarium is a victory. For others, it's acquiring that, you know, prized Placo or, you know, creating the perfect aquascape. And maybe for some people, it's just keeping a certain group of fishes and getting them to breed that, that you've been you know, looking for for a while. I think that we as aquarists tend to define success in the aquarium game on our own terms, which is awesome. We've talked a lot about the psychological game of creating a successful botanical-style aquarium system. And early on when discussing this concept, I dwelled really heavily on the idea that stuff's going to start decomposing and breaking down in our aquariums, which is going to influence that carefully conceived aquascape that you've developed. So the concept that the tank will literally evolve by itself daily as botanicals break down and being able to accept the aesthetic transformations is one of the core, you know, uh, tenets of this approach. Yeah, so for a good part of the first few years of Tannin's existence, I spent a great deal of time just worrying about how this idea of people setting up a carefully conceived aquascape and having it slowly being transformed by the actions of fungi, bacteria, and decomposition, how that would play with everybody. I was worried about people making mistakes and disasters uh, that would, you know, befall them if they pushed too hard, freelanced a bit, edited, ignored the process behind the aesthetics. And there was more than just a different look. There was a need to embrace a mindset that, you know, took on both form and function as part of the game. And it was a big ask. For decades, I always found the ephemeral nature of the botanical style aquarium as compelling as just about anything out there, but not everybody find, found or finds this look to be attractive or even slightly interesting. The near kind of dominant prevalence of aquatic plants and that rigid interpretation of the nature aquarium style movement seemed to leave little room in the hobby's collective psyche for a you know tinted tank full of randomly placed decomposing leaves and seed pods. Or did it? I mean... Amano's whole idea in a nutshell was to replicate nature to a certain extent by accepting it and laying a conceptual groundwork for it to unfold. Just look at all the pics of, you know, grassy fields and moss-covered fence posts in Amano's books. He, he got that idea. Now, granted, his general aesthetic involved plants in what seems to be a natural-looking aquascape, although executed in an intentionally artistic way. And there's nothing wrong with this. Some of the world's most beautiful aquariums were and are created in this very fashion. However, what I noticed over time in the freshwater aquarium world was an almost, almost obsessive, rigid adherence to certain parts of Amano's formula and his aesthetics, specifically ratios, placement of 
hardscape and plants and a certain type of formula that one had to replicate in order to gain legitimacy or acceptance from this community. And I, I don't think that was really Amano's intent. I think that he simply wanted to give Aquarist a way to incorporate art into aquascaping and to allow the aquarium to evolve and grow based on nature's whims once the framework was set. Yet, it kind of settled in a bit differently in popular aquarium culture. Uh, Wabi-sabi, that Japanese philosophy which embraces the ephemeral nature of the existence of things, was and is a key concept in Amano's approach. Although I think it fell into a bit of disuse, though, in this nature aquarium movement because Aquarist aspired to replicate his works, perhaps trying to bypass what seemed to be a less exciting or immediately rewarding part of the approach. The emphasis seemed to be on achieving a certain style quickly and manipulating nature, helping it along, if you will, to achieve some ultimate look. You know, the six-month competition aquarium thing. Aquariums as a form of kinetic art. So against this backdrop, I was, you know, preferring... Sorry, a helicopter was flying overhead. Go figure. <laughs> so against this backdrop, I was, you know, proffering a less controlled, less high-concept approach to setting the stage for nature to do what it's done for eons without doing as much to help it along. Rather, the mindset here was to allow nature to take its course and for the hobbyists to embrace the breakdown of the materials, the biofilms, the decay, and just to rejoice in this ever-changing aesthetic and the functional aspects of a natural aquarium system, you know, warts and all. Leaves, wood, water, life, you know, kind of our tenants of our brand is a mental shift. And some six or seven years later, after we started tannin, it's actually looks like it's playing out pretty well. The initial skepticism and resistance to the idea of an aquarium filled with biofilms and decomposition and tinted water has given way to tremendous creativity and discovery. You guys, our community, have rather easily, I might add, accepted the idea that nature's going to follow a certain path, parts of which are aesthetically different than anything we've allowed to occur in our tanks before. And rather attempting to mitigate it or thwart it, we're celebrating it. There's been almost no drama, dogma, or judgment in our community. Rather, there's been excitement, support, collaboration, sharing. It's, it's, been, it's been great. No rigid rules have emerged. Only guideline best practices intended to help people avoid disasters. Most involved fundamental aspects of aquarium husbandry that we've played with for the past century, observation, consistency, and above all, patience. And most of the stuff was understanding natural processes. All the stuff we see happening in our tanks now, it was <laughs> been going on for eons in nature. It's just that now, instead of freaking out about stuff like the brown water and the biofilms and all that stuff, uh, and worrying about the damage they might inflict on our aquariums, we're studying them and appreciating them. We've made a tangible mental shift as a hobby, and appreciating the role in functional closed ecosystems of these things is just a start. We're embracing their form and their function, rather than just siphoning out detritus and horror, we're admiring it and appreciating why it's there and thinking about the functional role it plays in our little aquatic ecosystems true mental shift with the knowledge that we can manage you know systems with biofilms and detritus and all that stuff and achieve these incredible results in keeping and spawning fishes i think hobbyists are now sort of thinking of new applications for this approach and it's always been there for eons it's just that we've been bypassing it for a while anyway on the way to somewhere else i don't know where that was but there's so much to learn when we slow down and just sort of stare for a little bit and that's the real exciting part i really appreciate you thinking about this stuff and appreciate it and, and contributing to sort of an ever-evolving segment of the aquarium hobby. It's, it's anything but static here. It's constantly moving. 
And we're really proud that, you know, Tannin Aquatics has played a small role in helping to mainstream this stuff. You guys are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. You're taking this stuff and running with it and doing amazing things. And today I just wanted to thank you um, and just keep pushing, keep learning. And don't become dogmatic or rigid. Ask those questions. Pose the answers. Fail sometimes. Realize that trying something a bit different, a bit unconventional, won't necessarily change the rules. But it might just change the aquarium world. And a happy to ourselves, a pat ourselves on the back. It's a happy, uh, actually, sixth anniversary. It's the six years from the day we launched Tannin Aquatics in August 23rd of 2015. Kind of exciting. Uh, and we've been growing ever since. And thanks to you guys and your amazing uh, work and, and commitment to our brand, it's been, it's been terrific. So thanks again. I can't thank you enough for making these some of the most enjoyable six years in my life. And I hope you guys have had a good time along the way, too. Stay bold. Stay proud. Stay diligent. Stay original, stay devoted, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look for another great installment coming up soon with you of The Tint.